Welcome, my friends, to Shaking the Salt with Dr. Peppers. My bio reads from troubled teen to teacher of the year, 100-pound weight loss, blah, blah, blah. You know the sort of thing you're working on in your before and after life story. So at the end of the message, stay tuned if you want to contact me for any reason, including prayers. Thank you. And I'm Dr. Peppers, Shaking the Salt. Here we go. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the age of wisdom. It was the age of foolishness. It was the season of light. It was the season of darkness. It was the spring of hope. It was the winter of despair. We had everything before us, and we had nothing before us. We were all going direct to heaven. We were all going direct the other way. And so begins Charles Dickens' classic work, A Tale of Two Cities. It happened to be the French Revolution that had brought the worst of times and the best of times to both France and England, and these words were really descriptive of the mood of the world at that time. For some people saw it as great progress, and we were moving forward, and things were looking up, and many saw it as Oh, we'll never get through this. This is horrible. We're all going to die. Have you heard those words lately? I mean, truly, in many ways, we, here in America, are experiencing the best times that the world has known, and at the same time, the worst of times, right? This is the same thing that was happening just prior to the beginning of Christ's appearance here in the earth. Right before he was born, there was both despair and hope. Some folks saw it as, he's coming soon, we're going to get a king here in Israel. And others were, oh, this is dark and dank. And the hearts of the people were either up or they were down. Isn't this true of us today? How was your Christmas? How was your time with your family? without your family. Isn't it funny that we can experience the very same things, two of us, and one will say, oh, that was great. It was just wonderful. And another will say, oh my, this was not like my Christmases of past and I miss them. That's kind of what my husband Bud and I went through. He has loved this Christmas. We have had Bible studies every morning. We've been reading about the coming of Christ. We've been out in the neighborhood just putting up lights. Our house is so decorated it looks like the one in the Griswolds Christmas. But our neighbors are all in competition. Let's see who can put up the most lights. And then we actually go Christmas caroling on Christmas Eve with the neighbors from house to house for almost two hours up and down the streets, even standing in the street and singing to one house where they've been uh, kind of uh, experiencing COVID, if you know what I mean. And yet we brought light to them. We called one of our sweet neighbors who was in the hospital, 98 years old, and Marie has a broken hip, and she's in recuperation, and she's not going to get out for three months. And she was so down, and all we did was called her, put her on speaker, and sang Christmas carols to her for just about five or six minutes, and she was in tears saying, do you know what this has done for my Christmas? (gasps) 
Thank you so much. I can picture all of you standing right there in my doorway, as we have done the past four or five Christmases since we've moved here to Florida. It takes so little for some people to be appreciative and in gratitude and experiencing Christmas. Like Bud, he said, this is the most spiritual Christmas we have had. We had a candlelight service at our church the night before Christmas, Christmas Eve. Some wore masks and some didn't, but we were spread far apart, and we passed the light from candle to candle at the close of the service. And Bud was in tears, and he said, this is just beautiful, as we sang Silent Night. And all I'm thinking at that time was, I wish the rest of my family were here to experience this with us as we have done many times through the years, whether it was with our family in Washington State or in the state of Missouri. Just it seems like, you know, unless you have a lot of the family there, at least my sweet mama Bootsy, who's 95 years old, almost 96 now, and they were in St. Louis and they had friends that invited them to eat, friends they had been with that they knew were safe to have you know, over to their house. And so we did too. We were with friends, people we call our family down here. And Christmas Day, what did we do? The first time ever we served at our church to people that were homeless, people that didn't have other family, people that just needed a good hot meal. And hundreds of our church members brought in Oh my goodness, so much food, we couldn't even name all of the things that were brought in, like 10 types of meat and 10 types of casseroles and 20 different desserts and so much food that was left over. Everybody took boxes to go and also took home anything they wanted from the desserts and the rest was taken to the food pantry where we serve hot meals every day from our church next door to us. So everything was just as we imagined Christmas really should be in serving. Jesus said, I didn't come to be served. I came to serve. He said, who are my mother and my brothers and sisters? He said, those who are with me that are doing my will. And even his real blood brother didn't believe that he was Christ until he had died. And he saw him again in the flesh, and he became one of the leaders in spreading the gospel for Jesus himself. What is Christmas all about, and how was yours? If it was lonely because people weren't around you, if it was sad because you're remembering all of your Christmases past, you might say, along with Charles Dickens, who wrote this particular novel, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Here's what I challenge you to do, my friends. Go back and look at what would be the best of times this Christmas. Were you safe? Were you secure? Were you warm? Did you have plenty of food to eat? Was there a revolution or a war going on around you? No, probably not. Now I challenge you, don't linger 
on the past. Even if you have had wonderful Christmases, as I have for all of my Christmases past with family, and the family changes through the years. It begins with your parents and your grandparents and your siblings, and then it goes on to become the next generation and the next generation. And each one changes, and even though it's different, it's still a wonderful celebration if you're with those you love. And if you love your church family, if you love your family as we did yesterday, seeing each of the kids all the way from age six up to my mama, who's almost 96, seeing them on Zoom and Facebook and hearing what they're doing and their plans to go snow skiing, which they're doing today, and others who are saying, well, we're alone here, as my Aunt Kitty did. I don't have my family with me except my son. And, you know, really, that's all we need for Christmas. Not our son, but God's son. For God so loved the world, he sent his only begotten son, that whosoever, whosoever, that means you, that means me, if we believe in him, we shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Charles Dickens in A Tale of Two Cities also, even though it ended on a sad note, Christ's death on the cross was a sad note, but he also included the restoration of this particular family and our restoration with our heavenly family. You probably have loved ones, as I do, that have gone on to heaven, hopefully. We don't know for sure how great heaven will be, and we probably can't even imagine how horrible hell would be. Dante's Inferno was pretty hot. Yes, I'm a retired English teacher, in case you were wondering. And having taught many of the novels and the comparisons and even the address that they made to Scripture, it's unbelievable that God's Word never changes. Our families do. Our Christmases do. Our health certainly changes. But He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I am with you always. And isn't that a great way to start 2021? Whether you live alone, whether you're with family, whether you have a church family or not, if you're anywhere in our area, we'd love for you to be part of our church family. There are still churches all around the world, even underground in China, places we have visited where we couldn't even take in Bibles where our passports and our, our uh, video cameras were confiscated. But God still thrives, and His Word is still being heard and read and all around the world. As my former student Yulia Petskonishta in Moscow says, I still celebrate Christmas every day in my heart. God, thank you for those listening right now, those that have had the worst of Christmases and those that have had the best of Christmases. Whichever it was, there's one thing that makes Christmas wonderful, and that's Christ in Christmas. And God, I pray that in 2021, whether we're looking politically or socially or health-wise or whatever it is we're seeing the best of and the worst of, there's one thing that doesn't change. If we will trust in you as our Savior, we will never be forsaken, and we will forever have joy in our hearts. 
Thank you, God, for that. And thank you, my friends, for listening. I'm Dr. Pepper, shaking the salt. Thanks for staying on, my friend. If you would like to contact me, visit saltandlightministry.com. If you want to share your story with me, ask a question, have me come speak to your group, or maybe just request prayer. Once again, saltandlightministry.com. Thanks and God bless.